We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Markel Fultz saga, the NFL coach hot seat, who is staying and who is going, some spitball, our games of the week, and our picks, so stay tuned. Did this shit my own life. Mm. Did this shit my whole life. And we're yeah. back! Yeah! Fuck you! What was that? Cut you off with a yay yay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you just said. Um. <laughs> Damn, bro, you kind of ruined. You the actually just kind of scared me. I was like, you can, you can't you fire it up. Is it? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm out here. Yeah, you're weird. I'm feeling under the weather right now. No one cares. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you were in a deep ass V neck. That could be why. Well, I took my sweater off. <laughs> That's a deep V, dude. I mean, I can see your chest hair. I mean, yeah, my a good three inches of it. I mean, some nip is about to come out. Yeah, it's gonna if bounce it goes out. any lower. Pure sex right now. I'm yeah, just tra- I'm just oozing sex. Right I don't now. know about all that. Uh, Nick is joining us via. Uh, satellite. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. Um, God, that sounds clear as day. Yo, you got a haircut for the first time? Let's yeah. talk about that. First time in a while. Yeah. I, not not a haircut for the first time, obviously, but like a barber. Like I went to a barber shop. Usually I have my brother cut my hair like I'm seven years old, but I saved all that money all those years. Yeah, that, yo. You, you, you spent it all on this. I can't believe you spent $100 on your haircut, bro. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah, I know. Yo, are you kidding? Yeah, listen. <laughs> It was, I, I, it was, yeah, I, that, yeah, I that's did. a high profile barber, though. It was a high profile barber. It he was. did a good job. And the, bar, yeah. and the cut looked good. phenomenal. He looked fresh. I'll be honest, it was a very good networking thing as well. Uh, Dude was mad cool. Okay. Rich the barber. He's in, he has a place in uh, Brooklyn and in Woodside. Uh, yeah, is it Woodside? I was on Roosevelt Avenue. Was that Jackson Heights? Woodside. Woodside, Jackson Heights, yeah. Um, but yeah. That's Brian country, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, it was it was a hundred bucks. It actually was seventy dollars, but I tipped him a lot because, like, whatever. He's a cool dude though. Um, 
But it kind of evens out because all you guys have spent more money on haircuts than I have. That's true. Yeah. In your lifetime. Except Tim, because Tim shaves his own bean. Nah, but I when I get special occasions, I'll go to the barber. He'll really? shave it for me. For like yeah. a wedding or something. And like also, like, I could shape up like to the best of my ability, and I true. do a pretty good job nothing of it. Nothing better than a barber. But nothing better than a barber's professional hand shaving. How you often up. do you guys get haircuts? Me? Yeah. I used to go like twice a week, but then like twice, twice a, a week? week. I mean, twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> Once every other week. I mean, every oh, week. Yeah. Monday and Thursday, I'm in there again. Every two cut. weeks, I'm in. My fault, my fault. Oh. Yeah, I was a little exaggerated. But. <laughs> Twice a week? When I was in high Bad school and I just like had key food money, I would work, I'd work the key food to just blow because I had no bills or nothing. I would call it fre- Fresh Fridays. Every week? And me, Elias, and Jason would go get haircuts every there are, week. I don't... A couple of our friends go every week. Ralph goes every single yeah, week. That's, yeah. a, that's a little that's too That's crazy, much. Elias still goes every single week. Nah, I'm Every good. single week. I'm good. That's, that's the... I always think it looks decent for me for like for two weeks. That's it's good. Yeah, me. I kind of go every two weeks now, especially since we're like, I don't know, man. In case a video blows up or some shit, I want to look sexy. That's why I'm wearing this deep V. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, who are you attracting? Like old Italian Ain't nothing women. Nothing blowing up like that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That fucking deep ass V neck in that chest here. Yo, don't sleep with old Italian women. No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> some of them are smokes. They're on that wine diet. Definitely not sleeping Some of them are cooking. smokes and you some of them have saying? been smoking for 25 years. Yeah, about 25. We're talking, we're talking way more than that. Um, anyway, let's talk about some sports. I uh, wanted to talk about Nar- Markel Fultz. Mm. Uh, rumored to be getting chipped a little bit. Uh, do we see this as a mistake or is it the move? I mean, does it seem a little early? Nick, what do you think? Yo, so it, all right. if we go back to when he got drafted... Uh, the week of the draft, he actually changed his shooting form because he had to disclose his uh, shoulder injury. So right away, that was a red flag, and that's why the Celtics absolutely finessed them because the whole time, the word ended up being that they wanted Tatum. They were going to take Tatum at one, and they end up traded, trading out, and they collect the assets from the Sixers. And I feel like that's a red flag, dude. If you're If you're scouting this guy for an entire scouting period and then he just decides randomly like yo i'm gonna stop shooting the way you guys grew accustomed to me shooting like would it that bring the alarms for you guys yeah i mean it would definitely be like all right now you're starting from ground zero like this takes time to develop a shot dude if i don't like and, every time like i consider myself a good shooter when i play like all right no 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 when we play <laughs> when you play basketball when you play basketball for like three months like you know, near the end of the three months, you're like, all right, I, this is my shot, whatever. And then next year, you got to redo all that. Yeah. You're not just a good shooter for your whole <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Unless you put Joey at 48th Street Park. And then I'll the bang that off that backboard all day like Tim Duncan. I think, <laughs> look, people change their shots. It happens. When you come to a professional basketball team, when you come to a new coaching staff and all that shit, things happen where you change, you change your shot. I think what you couldn't expect him to get the yips like this, though. Bro, it's not the yips because he was he was in the spotlight like for years. He was a high profile recruit. He was a McDonald's All American. He was not. I mean, Washington wasn't that good, but he killed it there. And obviously, he became the number one overall pick. So, like before becoming the number one overall pick, he had his spotlight. It's not like the spotlight got to him. He's like, oh shit, like, well, I forgot how to play basketball. Like That just doesn't happen in one year. Well, well you could say, well, let's look at the, the most high-profile case in my lifetime of the Yips was Rick Ankeel, right? Right, right. Rick Ankeel, star pitcher for the Cardinals, young gun, gunned it. That you, the Rick Ankeel you guys probably know, the outfielder, remember that gun that he had from center field who gun out people at the plate and at third base? 
He had that at the at the pitching's mound, uh, on the pitcher's mound. Excuse me. He was in the NLCS against the Mets, and then all of a sudden he couldn't throw a strike, and then he couldn't throw a strike, and then he couldn't throw a strike, and he was a, a high profile pitcher, had a whole season under his belt. He was a top prospect, and then all of a sudden he couldn't throw a strike. Went back to the minor leagues, became a center fielder, had a pretty good career, but. I mean, I think this is... What else could it be besides the yips? Like, this dude is juggling the ball and then shooting a free throw. Like, that's... <laughs> Can you define the yips for people who have no idea what you're uh, talking the about? The yips is just... is It's a psychological... It's a sports psychology term where, uh, like, your muscle memory just ceases to exist and nobody knows why it happens or, or what happens. It's kind of this phenomenon where you just can't do what you've been doing for years yeah. out of nowhere. And it happens every once in a while, and people see sports psychologists. I heard Markel Fultz has been seeing a sports psychologist. Like, I feel bad for the dude, like, Amari Cooper, who has his own problems. Like, if you're Amari Cooper making fun of an athlete, that athlete is – it has to be low on the totem pole because Amari Cooper, after, before that that big game, and now everyone loves him, was on everyone's shit list. Everyone's. He's making fun of Markel Fultz, and Markel Fultz is – is Instagramming it. Yeah, he was laughing at it. Exactly. So? Like, this dude is taking so much from every angle. And it's like, it's only going to pile up and make it worse. And that, if I'm the Sixers, look, you got Jimmy Graham now. You got Ben Simmons, who's who's a, a ball, you know, Butler. he can handle the ball. You got Did you say Jimmy Graham? He what? did. Did I? <laughs> He's like, you got Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Mike, he went back Jeez. to playing basketball. <laughs> I mean, they could use Jimmy Graham. Hell they, yeah. They got, <laughs> they got Jimmy Butler now. They have Ben Simmons who can handle the rock. They got Joel Embiid who can even handle the rock. He's not going to bring it down. But you don't have that need for a classic point guard like they did when they drafted a number one overall. So if I'm them, yeah, I'm, I'm shopping him. 100%. Hmm. I think the issue is that he was the number one overall pick, and then it always comes down to, well, who went after him, right? And you look, it's like Lonzo went after him, Jason Tatum, Jackson over with the Suns, and like the Aaron Fox, who, if people haven't been following the Kings, that dude is balling out. I I feel like you can make the argument he should have been the second overall pick. You know, I know hindsight's 20-20, but I think the issue with Fultz, though, man, is it's one of those situations where he just needs a fresh start now. And I think it'd be best for both parties to just part ways. Personally, I would like to see the Knicks acquire him. The Knicks are one of the youngest teams in the league right now. If there's anywhere where you could have a plethora of point guards, that's true, but none of them are good. I don't know. Yo, I really like uh, Trier, man. He's been balling. You're right. I mean, he's been playing well. I have no comment on Alonzo Trier. I will always be an Alonzo Trier hater. Why? Just because his years with Arizona, like, I never liked the dude. I felt like he shot them out of so many games. But he's definitely playing, like, under more, like, in a controlled environment now. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you're in college and you come as a top recruit, you could probably gun and do whatever you want. With a good coach, but, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean Miller, yeah, he's what I mean. He's, well, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Fizdale. Oh, Fizdale, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he yeah, got yeah. to the Knicks. Like, he's definitely in a more of a controlled environment. He's playing, obviously, a lot better. He might, he should make a, a rookie team. It probably won't be the first team, but he should be in line for the second team. But I don't. I wouldn't feel like Markel Fultz to the Knicks. Like they got Moutier, who they took a chance on. Scrub. They got. So what has Fultz proven? Nothing. But if you're gonna take a chance right, on Moutier, Moutier, was a top pick. Trey, Twelve. Trey, Trey Burke was a top pick. He's more of a shooting guard in a point guard's body. He's like Frank Nilakina, who used the first round pick on. Sure, but he's a point guard. But he could easily be a halfway rotation. I'm saying player. you have this glut of young point guards. Like, why would you want to go out and add Markel Fultz and give up more assets? Glut. That's a interesting word. 
There's another they're, one. They're actually uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of Frank. There's a, a a report just came out a couple hours ago that the Magic are interested in making a move for him, and I think one of the reasons why the Knicks are considering is because Trier is on a much cheaper contract, especially being an undrafted guy. And you know the NBA people are quick to give up on players. You know my stance on lottery picks. Fultz is 20 years old, man, and he was the number one overall pick for a reason. Like Boss mentioned, he was the number one, one of the top recruits in the country, Donald's All-American. Like, there's something there, and I would take a chance on him. Now, my question to you guys is, would you give up, like, a first-round pick for him? That's, like, the thing. It's like, what's the return? Or what do you have to give up to get him for, like, someone who is, I don't know whether it was a misdiagnosed shoulder injury or... Who knows what it really is? It could be the yips. Like it could be. I just I don't think it is, but it could. I'm like it could be. Let's take a look so around. It's the like, league. what would you really give up for that? Like, would you really give up a first round pick? Especially if you're the Knicks. Like, you're not the Knicks. If you're not giving up your first round pick, no. And, like you're throwing the season. You know, not Definitely throwing the no. season, but you're. If they give up for a high pick, nah, the only person the Knicks should give up the first round pick to this year's draft for is like Giannis or AD. Yeah, I agree. Anything else, they'll burn that shit to the ground. Yeah, I mean, they're winning now anyway. So 100%. Imagine Zion Williamson in the Knicks jersey. That would be fantastic. But, <laughs> I mean, if let's say you're the Raptors, right? You got Kyle Lowry at point guard. He's aging. Uh, he's a perfect guy to maybe tutor. Like, Kyle Lowry, he's, he didn't have these kind of yips, but he started his career. He had to build to the place that he's at, right? He, he was a backup, mm. and then he had to prove himself, and then he got to Toronto, and he, he became a star, right? If he gets traded there, it's kind of like a grooming in line process. If you give up your first round pick as Toronto, that's going to be the 28th to 32nd pick. What are you really losing? And you have like an heir apparent if it works out. A team like that, I would I would definitely call the Sixers and see if they're interested in my first round pick. 100%. Like you got Yo, I I kind of like that move, Tim. That's a that's a good landing spot and yo, it's going to you guys are going to laugh, but I mean, I don't know if you're going to laugh, but uh it's going to take a first-round pick, dude. Darko Milicic, when he got traded uh, to Orlando, I think it was, he they gave up a first-round pick for him, and like Fultz was way more productive than what Darko was. I know different times, but that's what it's going to take. I think it's going to take a first-round pick to get Fultz from the Sixers. I mean, I'm sure their asking price is definitely a first-round pick. They use the number one overall pick on him. They want to get something in return for him. Yeah. But it's just like on the other side, the teams who are – Inquiring, do they want to give up their first round pick? Is like the real question. Bigger bust, Anthony Bennett or Markel Fultz? I mean, at Fultz this, is at this still point. in the league, and it's it's like Bennett. People didn't complain about Fultz being number one. Like it wasn't. Yeah, I remember watching the Bennett draft when they took him. Jay Billis was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was projected to go like ninth or tenth in that. I draft. mean, that draft yeah. was so bad though. Yeah. No one saw Bennett going one, but it was just like I remember everyone was on the Oladipo train, and I remember watching Oladipo and being like, "All right, this guy, you know, he's a good defender; he can shoot." I don't. Obviously, he's the best player in that draft now. Is it, wasn't Giannis in that draft though? I think Giannis is the saving grace. He was picked in the middle of the first. No, the first. Yeah. Yeah, Giannis was. Who honestly, right now, if if you're starting a squad, is there anyone you'd rather take besides Giannis? It'll be hard. Hard. I mean, from from that class, it's like Giannis Oladipo, and I want to say McCollum was in that class. I could be wrong, but I feel like McCollum was in that class too. So, but yeah, I mean, any of those guys over Anthony Bennett. I think it would make sense for both like people in the situation. Like, I think Markel Fultz, like if it is like you're in your head or it's too much pressure from being the first overall pick, like maybe a fresh start is what you need to like kind of like all right, start from zero, 
No one's going to have super high expectations because of how it's been. So, you know, let's see what happens. And also for uh, the Sixers, like, I would rather trade him sooner than later because if he continues to have, like, a on-and-off kind of thing or he doesn't play well or he gets in his head, he needs time off, then who's going to give up anything for him, you know? Joe, let me ask you a question. What? You're in your bedroom game, right? Let's say all of a sudden you forget how to lay it. This right? is going to get good. The yips come. You forget how to put it in. Like, you forget, like, what to do. But you just, you're just, like, having spasm attacks. How do you know all this girl. about me, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> what, would you stay with that girl, or would you try and go to another girl? Maybe, like, maybe I can have sex with somebody else. Maybe it's just this girl. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Like, it's a fresh start. Just like a relationship. Like, nah, it is. you it's, need a fresh start sometimes. And it's good for her, too, because she needs someone who could have sex with her. You right, know? and not yip all over her. Exactly. And, you know, spaz out. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you got to gotta go out He's there. He's insinuating you have the yips. Yeah, that's fine. And look, and look it, Markel Foles is the type of guy that even if, you, even if he has the yips, people are still attracted to him. I feel like Joe would be the type of guy where if you get out there like, I cannot have sex anymore. People would still be like, I'm still willing to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. $100 so haircut. He I had, hope they are. <laughs> if he has the yips, he's still desirable. That's what I'm saying. It's the same as Markel Foles. Thanks, Tim. all right cool uh let's get to this uh nfl head coach uh segment we have here a bunch of coaches on the hot seat should we call it hot or not hot or not hot or not sounds good hot or not word i'll do hot or not on appearance you guys do hot or not on all right i don't know any one of these where you're gonna say hot no i got it i got my reasoning behind things okay is sean mcvan this list Sh- Why would Sean McVay? Yeah, he's on the hot list. Yeah, he's, he's a smoking hot. He's probably guy. the only hot NFL coach out there. Yeah, enough. Nah, uh, Shanahan. Shanahan lays. You're right. Lays yeah. the wood too. <laughs> both, he don't got the. Yips. Both out in Cali too. So There's also something cute something. about Andy Reid for me. <laughs> I'm hug that man. Yo. he looks like Santa Claus a little bit. Yeah, he does. We'll see how Joe's taste right now. Hot or not? Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. He's been in red and green. Mm. Maybe he is Santa Claus. That could happen as well. Ooh. I think we're on to something here, guys. Tim conspiracy theory. So. <laughs> yeah. I think we're on to something here. <laughs> All right. So coaches on the hot seat, hot or not, are they staying or going? First one we have, your boy, Todd Bowles, Jets head coach. Steaming hot. Oh, could I start this, please? This is a very hot seat. Fuck Todd Bowles. Whoa. Let that's, me tell you something. That's harsh. Bro. Nah, let me tell nah, you something. Nah, that's harsh. The man was brought in here to create a defense, right? We lucked into probably the two best players in the two last drafts, Leonard Williams. He's been ass. But f- whose fault is that? That's either his. Who knows whose fault that Leonard is? Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams, right? We have made some free agent pickups that have worked out. Avery Williamson has been good, right? So he was brought in to create pressure because Rex Ryan could, could never create pe- pressure without blitzing. He's been worse. He came in from from Arizona as a defensive guy and known as like a like a how, how, like disciplinarian. This team has been so undisciplined. It is the most, one of the most undisciplined teams. Like, watch. you can't have a team with this little talent, and then they're shooting themselves in the foot every other play. And it the concerning parts of the defensive penalties, like the offensive penalties you could kind of live with. Let's talk about his coaching staff de- decisions. His offensive coordinator hadn't been in football for three years. Jeremy Bates. What are you doing, bro? Like, what what are you doing? What's the what's the purpose here? Let's talk about just his overall demeanor. Who's he inspiring with his voice? Like, I mean, this? you don't know that. Though. Who's he inspiring, bro? He's not inspiring bro, nothing. No one. That's like, what we see. It's been three years, and his specialty has not improved. It's time to get the fuck out. We got a new. We got a new 
young quarterback, and Nick says it all the time. If you have a young quarterback, you don't have an offensive-minded head coach to, to develop him, you are fucked. That's how it happens. I think we've seen many times, like, the talent coming out of the draft and shit these days is kind of even. Like, everyone's kind of on the same page. So it's who could be developed. So if I'm the Jets, Todd Bowles is super gone, and I would have I would have honestly fired him right after they got destroyed by the Bills and went into a bye week. I would have said sayonara. The Jets in their entire franchise history have never fired a coach in season. That's out, outlandish. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that fed up with him. I definitely, I'd say the seat is hot. But, I mean, you're right. You brought in Tremaine Johnson, Avery Williamson, right? Darren Lee definitely improved under him. You got to give him that. So, there's some improvements there. Jamal Adams is a stud. I mean, that's that's probably just pure natural talent. He's just, I mean, he's a beast. He's everywhere on the field. The defense is there. I just think they're on the field too much. It's the offense that sucks. There's no quarterback, right? Darnold, he's played, but he's been hurt. He's missed some time. There's zero O-line. There's zero running game. And there's zero out wide. So, at the end of the day, how much blame can you truly put on him? Although, it is time for a new start. I think that's just, like, great timing for the organization and for him to get the fuck out of here. So, I'm going to go hot. Uh, they need, like Tim said, an offensive coach. It's painfully obvious. Um, and they also need a lot more talent on that offensive unit if they want Sam Darnold to succeed. So, yeah, he got to go. See his hot. Joe, hot or not? Top bowls. Well, Nick needs to tell you he's hot oh, or Okay, okay. Uh, 23 and 36 over his first four years with the Jets. They haven't made the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can hear the passion coming through the speakers wherever you're listening with Tim just ranting on Todd Bowles. And there's not much more to say about it. I mean, I think uh, he came in to be a defensive juggernaut. I mean, that defense with the Cardinals was really, really, really good. And it's just not the case now. And they do have some talented players. Boss, I love Jamal Adams, yo. Like, I've DM'd him on Instagram, hoping to, like, maybe start a conversation and become homies, meet him at Legends, you know what I'm saying? Pound some beers. But <laughs> bedtime, I need the blue check so I can get that uh, going. But yeah, uh, he gone. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to go hot. Ooh. He's 55. Okay. He's not. He's he's a good looking fifty five. He has zero swag, bro. But he's fifty five. He's no, like, he got a swag. It's just yo. Like, you know what his swag is, bro. I'm an NFL coach. Well, maybe not for long, but he's an NFL coach right now. He's very oh, calm, cool, and collected. Like the rest of these guys in this list got swag though. Like he's got no swag. He's like the unswaggiest person. Bro, I've what ever, swag does fucking? Uh, we'll get to the, the last person on this list. Uh, we'll get. To <laughs> all right, all right. Except that guy. All right. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Dirk Cutter. Oh, should I start again? Fired as fuck. What else do you need to know about Dirk Cutter? I think he is on board with getting fired. Do you remember he said he had that quote like early in the year? He's like, everyone here should be fired, including me. Do you remember he said that? Well, he's right. I'll yeah. tell you what. The way that he handled that quarterback situation this year is absolutely ridiculous. That's like if I would do it. I, I was like, someone who's upset during their Madden game is just switching in and out quarterbacks all the <laughs> yeah. time. It's like, oh, fuck, fuck him, man. Fuck that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And a, a lot of the fantasy experts of this, of this you know, time – their favorite thing to say now is the combined quarterback of the Buccaneers has been spectacular. Well, twice that was the backup coming in for the guy that you named the starter less than two weeks ago. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, this is your number one overall picks last season before you have to extend him. Your defense is on pace to be one of the most horrible defenses ever, and we could talk about how they decided to fix their secondary by adding Jason Pierre-Paul. Like, that was going to do anything. 
They got a 35-year-old starting at cornerback. All right, so don't get me even started on the personnel decisions. And then, now, now I forgot what my train of thought is. I went, I went left. All right, it's okay. What was it? Oh, the quarterback decision. You have this. You have this guy. He was your number one overall pick. You have to extend him next year. Your defense is the worst. Why would you start a journeyman quarterback that has not been able to stay with teams over an entire career? Over your number one overall pick that you need to see if he's worth the money or not. What are you doing? It's the height of stupidity. And all these analysts as well who got on the, like, yeah, I agree that Fitz is the right decision, blah, 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 blah. What are you thinking? Because when you are exactly the scenario that I just described, you need to know exactly what your investment is worth. So if I am the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I am firing the shit out of Dirk Cutter. Like, I'm happy about it too. I am firing the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going hot too. Seat is hot. Uh, pretty much I agree. I mean, I've been saying that all year about how you got to handle this Jameis Winston situation a little better. If he's not playing well, I mean, you got to see that over a course of time. If he's not playing well, you can't just pull him at the first – you know, first thing of adversity, like you got to let him play through that and see, can he respond? Can he come back? Not bench him. And then like two games later, like, all right, we're going to go back to you because this guy's not playing well either. So I think he handled that quarterback situation terribly wrong. There's a ton of talent on that offense, which is crazy. They do score some points, but like Tim said, that secondary is non-existent. They give up way more than they, they score. Um, and I think like Ronald Jones, like they haven't had a running game all year. They drafted this guy in the second round. Like Ronald Jones should be active and starting for them. Like, yeah. see what you have there, too. Like, you know, you've had Peyton Barber on the roster for how long? You've had Jacquez Rogers. I mean, Dirk Cutter's known Jacquez Rogers for years because he had him in Atlanta. He bought him over to Tampa. Like, you know mm. what these guys are. You drafted Ronald Jones in the second round. Let him play. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Dirk Cutter at all. I think his seat is hot. The Chickiz the Matrix. I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so hard to be patient with this guy. Like, he hasn't he hasn't put anything together to make you think that he deserves to be the head coach for this team. And I don't know, man. Tim, I kind of disagree. Like Winston in the beginning of the year, like Winston, it goes back to the analogy I'd always bring up with Aaron Rodgers, where if Aaron Rodgers goes out and the backup lights it up, the moment that Rodgers is fully healthy, he's inserted into that lineup without it, no question. Even if the backup is 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, like it's a wrap where I don't think the drop off is that much from Fitzpatrick to Winston. So I, I think Cutter, it's uh it's time to go back as a maybe position coach. I'm going hot seat for sure. I'll I, I see what you're talking about, Nick, in, in terms of like, all right, that what gives you the better chance to win, but you also have to be realistic. Your team's not gonna win. Uh you're in one of the better divisions in the league. Your defense is horrendous. So what are you playing for? Are you playing to win six games? If you are, then Fitzpatrick might be the answer. If you are playing for long-term success, you got to see what Jameis Winston can do in a contract year. That's what it is. The unique situation of him being in the contract year. That's why I say you need to play Winston, no doubt. I agree with him on that one. Yeah. Hot or not? Uh, he's kind of a silver fox. He's got, <laughs> he's got like a Matthew McConaughey, older Matthew McConaughey. I don't like when he wears out. visors, but... That's his go-to, though. Doesn't he wear the visor? A lot? Yeah, he does wear it a lot. But if I was like a, if I was like a forty-five-year-old Italian rock woman, the shit out of the visor. If I was a coach, I don't know. If I was a forty-five-year-old Italian woman, I'd be down with Dirk Cutter and my deep V. No, your deep V sucks. <laughs> um, next, we have Doug Marone of the Jaguars. 
Well, I know Joe's answer to this one. Not hot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also a big visor guy. I'm going to let you Moreau. start this one off because I know you have strong opinions Maybe? on Doug Marone. Yeah, yeah, Doug Marone needs to go. Like he's he comes in, right? He gets his message across and like it always seems to work. Um, it worked last year. He was actually two, a year and a half ago. He was the interim coach. Got the label. Got that removed. Head coach. Brings him to the playoffs. Brings him to the AFC title game. And this year it's like, what happened? Right? Who knows? But it always seems like wherever he goes, he seems to like his message falls out of favor real quick with the players. Happened in Buffalo. No one wanted him there. He wanted to leave. Syracuse, it was working out, but he bolted out quick. Like he's... Also, not really, you know, it's hard to trust his word. He he was set to have the Jets job, like, locked up. Like, he wanted to be a Jet, the Jets head coach because he's from New York, from the city area. Um, that was his whole reason for leaving the Bills in the first place, I think, was he had – he left himself. Like, he was still under contract. He's like, yo, I'm out. I'm going to get another job. And he thought his job was going to be the Jets. Well, that fell through, and he wound up being like a – he wasn't even an OC in, in Jacksonville. He was like the offensive line coach or yeah. some shit. Like, he just got, like – some probably BS label to be a coach. And then ultimately wound up getting the job. And now it's just like that time has run out again. And his message is just garbage. And he needs to go. And and the players, you could tell by their demeanor. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey is one who just like sulks whenever things don't go right. And things aren't going right. And he's your star player. You need to keep him happy. And I think the first step in doing that is letting Doug Marone go. I think it's – I could see Doug Marone being on the hot seat. I think his seat is warm. I think it's like I, I can go either way with him because – Everything you just said is correct, right? This is a team that did not that had high expectations and did not meet them at all. But a lot of them could be blamed on the personnel decisions as well. Like this is a team that obviously had a weakness at quarterback last season, and Tom Coughlin and the upper management decided to go back to Blake Bortles, even though the writing was on the wall that this was not a good decision, right? I know Nick was all over the the Jaguar sucking balls this year, and he was right about that, mm-hmm. and. It ends up being a not good decision. You could have had Teddy Bridgewater. You could have made a play for Kirk Cousins. And instead, you stick with Blake Bortles. Uh, you decide in an NFL time when the pass is more important than ever that you're going to stick with a run game. And you're going to add offensive line help, super expensive offensive line help, instead of quarterback help, which is a questionable decision. So I feel like for Marone, it's kind of half and half because a lot of it is on him but a lot of it is just on the personnel decisions and the fact that he didn't he wasn't put in a position to succeed there's a possibility this team might lose 12 games in a row uh you look at their schedule especially now with going to cody kessler and the absolutely getting torched by injuries up front like that would surpass a season-long franchise losing streak uh that's that's not momentum you want to bring into the offseason basically uh, I think he's another guy where he just doesn't excite me as a head coach. I mean, there's not many of them that do, but I, w- I agree with him. Tim, would you say warm? You think it's warm? Yeah, warmish. Warmish. All right, let's go with warmish. Like, you know, you can you can melt some butter on it, but if you get some, like, uh, margarine on there, it might be a little harder. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I will say we could have just ended with, with warmish. You know, I don't. You know, I don't like to end things until my foot yeah, is he, all the way in my mouth. You like to fucking beat mm. it into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that it, it is kind of weird and it's also kind of alarming if like Jalen Ramsey is allowed to speak freely, like whatever. I mean, he says whatever the fuck he says in the off season and even in the first like, because what were they, three and one in the beginning of the season? Yeah, they've lost seven straight games. Yeah, so like at that point he's talking all the shit, whatever, and then as soon as they start losing, he starts becoming quiet. 
and clearly like visibly like down and just like yeah I don't know. Blah, I mean blah. he's still talking though, and, but he was still talking his shit. Garbage. But he was also being like, oh, well, you know what the problem is, like whatever. Clearly there's a divide there, yeah. and like yo, as a head coach, you're supposed to like not let shit like that happen. And you if you could see it always on your star player it's like what how does the rest of the team feel then if this dude is feeling that way who's supposed to be a leader in your locker room supposed to keep people together like that's what you're supposed to preach to your star players if you can't do that then like what are you gonna do and i think this this is another case of one of those things that could be good for both people where it's like the jaguars clearly are a team talk about yips like this could be a team that's like yo you completely lost your identity and now they're like well fuck they're just like packing it in like the giants were doing with fucking McAdoo. Like, I don't want to play. And, like, they just sucked. And, like, everyone sucked. So, it just feels like that. Like, this team is just, like, depressing to fucking also, watch. Also, in terms of personnel, like, if you build an entire team around one player and that player goes down for an extended period of time, your team's going to go down. And for Annette, that team, that entire offense is built around him. Yeah. yeah. And he's been a beast since he's been back the last three. He tweeted about it. He's like, yo, it's like 450 all-purpose yards and I think three touchdowns. He's like, imagine if I could have done all season healthy. Yeah. Because week right. one, he was banged up. He like only had seven carries. That's when he got hurt. Tried to come back week three and it like re-injured himself. And then he's just like, all right, I'm gonna give it a rest for good. And then since he's been back though, he's been tearing ish up. I mean, he's a good player. There's he a reason is. why you build offense around him. But he's also an injury prone player, so it, it it gives you. I mean, it's the first year he's been hurt. Nah, last year too. In college, he's been he had his injury woes. I thought it was more of like I'm gonna sit in college and chill. It's possible. Uh, for the record, Doug Marone, not hot. Not hot at all. Damn. Um, He's from like down the block, bro. You better be careful what you say. That's great. You can come by. It's not going to be hot. Uh, next, we have Mike McCarthy on the Packers. Tim, we already know your answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a whole rant about this. The fact that you have the best quarterback in the league and you can't do anything with it is is disgusting. Um, look, disgusting. the personnel decisions as well, uh, He they lost a lot of weapons. So that's that. But... I mean, there's no real plan in Green Bay. You you don't give the ball to Aaron Jones uh, when he kills. Uh, you trade your starting st- uh, safety. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, the infamous. Um, <laughs> and there's no real plan. Like Around the league, you see star players move around to get them the ball. Now, when's the last time you've seen a double reverse or a run-pass option? For the, yeah, the Packers. Yeah, but Rodgers is banged up. Like, can you really run the run-pass option? Yeah. I mean, he's still running. The thing is, like, there's a lot of teams that run a run-pass option that their quarterback never runs. It's just like you have to update your offense to the to the league. And it just seems like they're running an offense that would have been really good in 2011. But it's a completely different league now. Even from, like I said this before, even from last year to this year, the league has changed so dramatically. So... I think that you have to change with the times, and McCarthy just hasn't changed with the times. The thing about McCarthy is he's still a Super Bowl winning coach. He still has a good offensive mind for 2011. So do you give him an opportunity to update his system, or do you get rid of him and go with someone that might not be as good or does not have a great rapport with the players or Aaron Rodgers and things like that? So it's a decision. I'm going to go not. Um he finally, like, they finally came to the realization that Aaron Jones is their starting tailback. Um, their offense, it's good. They also have young players. Geronimo Allison, Allison has been hurt. Their defense is garbage. So, I mean, how much can you really put on them? Um, it's tough. They're always playing from behind. You know Rodgers is going to throw. I'm not ready to give up on them. The division is getting better, though. I will say that. So, maybe it is time for a change. But I'm, I'm, I'm keeping McCarthy there. Yo, he signed a uh, one-year extension. Uh, I think it was going into this year. So 
I think it was like a prove it deal and he's not really proven it. And I think you're always going to side with the player, especially if it's a quarterback. So I think he's out after this year. There's too much momentum to firing him for him to come back unless they go on a ridiculous run. And, you know, if they go nine, six and one and somehow things fall into place where they can make the playoffs, then maybe. But I think a change is coming in Green Bay without a doubt. If they lose to Arizona this week, he might as well be fired right after. Oh, that 100%. Yeah, without a doubt. I just think that like it's it's just weird because I think Aaron Jones is like really I I actually think that like next season when it's like okay this is our guy like no one else like it's no fucking Jamal wow I'm forgetting his name Jamal now Williams? not Jamal Williams Jamal Williams Montgomery. Montgomery. Gone. I was, gone, I was thinking though. TJ no I know but I'm saying like in the beginning of the year he was there there's none of like oh we're gonna kind of figure out who's gonna whatever he's the dude I think he's legitimately good and then you have Devontae Adams obviously one of the best receivers in the league like there's there's weapons there and you have the best quarterback in the league I think so. There's no reason why we're losing all these fucking games. Like Nick said, I think if 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 you start if you continue to lose games that people feel like you should win, then you're out. But if you put something together here, like you're getting on the you know, I do think they're giving Aaron Jones the ball a little more. I mean, they they do, but they get away from it real quickly. No, yeah, exactly. Do. Like in the second half, they'll just abandon it. They'll and just, just completely like, abandon it. And yeah. uh, and it seems like Aaron Rodgers, like I said this before, again, he has PS, PTSD. PTSD. Because he Everyone doesn't take a touch, touch, uh, check down. check down ever. Yo, he doesn't. I noticed that. I was watching for that last game. Like he pumped the check down one time, looked downfield, and threw it away. Yeah. And his completion percentage has like dipped drastically because like he won't take the check down, and he's throwing it a lot away a lot more now because of this whatever injury or whatever the fuck it is to his leg where he doesn't want to get hit. So he's like, yo, forget the check down. I'm just get rid of it. Let's see another down. Greg Jennings was on the Greg record. Greg Jennings. <laughs> he was on the record talking about how. When he was in Green Bay, the amount of talent that they had, they should have won a lot more games. And that McCarthy doesn't isn't a good offensive mind. It's that Aaron Rodgers makes so many plays, but McCarthy doesn't make it easy on him. I mean, look, Tom Brady said if if Aaron Rodgers was a Patriot, he he'd be the best quarterback of all time without even a doubt. So yeah, think about think about. Oh, I, I talk about this all the time with Aaron Rodgers. The reason why we like him so much is the improv. Yeah, play breaks down. He spins out. Uh, you know, hits the B button on Xbox and shit, and then it's like he's making these ridiculous throws. Where if you yo, if you really sit down and think about it, I feel like seventy five percent of the throws that impress you are always. It's never a five step drop back. It's always like he's rolling out one way, rolling out the other way, and he's always throwing off like the wrong foot. It's like this weird thing he has, or he's like obsessed with. Yeah, like he's like, yo, I'm gonna throw off my flicks his wrist off his yeah. wrong foot across his body, and it's like an amazing pass. So, um. All right, uh, let's get to the next one here. We got Marvin Lewis. The banks out, out, out. It's done. It's quiet. Who cares if you have a sex tape of nailing someone's daughter? I'm sorry, I am done. Get him out. So next, move on. Straight up, you know this guy. If he's I, I, why hasn't he been fired already? Is the question? Is the really Yo, the only question? It, it it it's done, man. Yo, he's been with the team for 16 years and. I think it's like four playoff appearances. Yeah, like there's there's no other reason. I'm just thinking it's like, long overdue. If I was a supporter of the squad, like I'd be losing my mind. Yeah, how do they a have Bengals a stadium supporter. still? I don't know. Like I would just I mean, tear it down to the ground. Remember when I, in the beginning of the show I used to call him the Black Jeff Fisher? Here we are, and he still has a job. Yeah, and Jeff Fisher doesn't. Dude, Get him out of here. Well, they both shouldn't have jobs. Exactly. I don't think you should ever have a coach that long. 
with like very little exception. I mean, unless you're like Mike Tomlin or What's Bill Belichick. I'm saying very right. little. Exceptions. I wouldn't even say Mike Tomlin. I don't know. He's been a no. I would coach. say for for you to be with a team for 15 plus years, you, you need to be, to like, be like multiple Super Bowl appearances. Yes. Yes. And championships exactly. probably. Yeah. Like Mike McCarthy's been there for a while, but that's because he won a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs a bunch of times. Right when you were Tomlin, Green Bay, Billichek, it just it, this just yeah, makes yeah. no sense. This guy should have been need, fired five years ago. I need conference championship appearances. I need Super Bowls. I need bye weeks. I need shit like that. Not you're a wild card and you got to go on the road and you lose to the Texans. I think it was like three straight years. Yeah, his defense gets torched up too. Dude. They bring back Hugh Jackson like they make losing moves. Everywhere. Hold on. They bring back Hugh Jackson to coach the defense, and he's an offensive guy. <laughs> yeah, they like just, they it, just make losing the, moves. The Bengals are a shit, burning pile of shit, dumpster, just a dumpster pile full of shit. Yeah, this guy's out. And the he's talent doesn't even like that bad. It's the coaching, like the organization, the way it's ran is just. It's not good. steamy hot. Yeah, there's no control Shit. either. Steamy hot. How many times are we gonna see steamy that fucking the, that defense? Like, there's always a problem over there. Fucking perfect. Uh, yeah. Fucking that guy. Jesus Christ. Nick Vigil. Nick, <laughs> Nick Vigil. Shout out to him too. I just learned who that was last week. Um, yeah. So he sucks. Not only that, but he's also hot. Not hot. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Tim just Marvin likes him because he's bald. That's why. I mean, Marvin Lewis. He's not even bald because he's uh, bald. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna say bald, Bowles and him are like the same age. He's a better looking guy than Todd Bowles. No, he's not. Yes, <laughs> no, yes he not. is. Easily. No, he's got, he's got the half bald head. He's got the the fucking George Costanza. Going. Oh, I forgot yeah, about I that. I can't have that. Yeah. I need clean. No Costanzas. Right? No Costanzas out here. Yeah, except George Costanza. He, I mean, he he trademarked it. He's the greatest. Um. All right, moving on. Uh, Dan Quinn of the Falcons. Oh yeah, I'll start this. Dan Quinn came over from Seattle to bring that defensive force, and his defense has been terrible Bang every single injuries. year. Sure, this year, but even in that Super Bowl season, not a great defense to speak of. Um, they got the most out of Beasley that season, um, and that really helped, but he hasn't been good since then. Um, his offense continues to have tremendous weapons, one of the best O-lines in the league, one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league. Um, his running backs... Continue to be great. Uh, this year, not so much, but Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman have been a, a one-two touch to be, punch to be reckoned with, and then he doesn't have much to show for it. If I was the Falcons, I would consider firing him, but I would, I would tell him, I would bring him into the office and say, like, listen, Dan, this is it. This is what you got because we gave Matt Ryan $120 million. We believe he's a franchise quarterback, and we need to win when we're paying him that. And if you can't win, we're going to move on. And I think Dan Quinn doesn't make it. He's a bad coach. I think I would, I would, if he was the next Jets coach, I'd be, I would be great. I'd be cool with that. Um, but Joe, we need offense. I mean, if he brings in a coordinator like Shanahan, like he did with the Falcons, that would, that would be ideal. And especially because he plays with that secondary and that say in the safety position. You got you got guys that could play in the Dan Quinn system. But at the same time, look, one more year, bro. I'm gonna say your 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 seat's not hot yet, but it's. We're getting the hand warmers ready. It's getting warm out there. The stove isn't even ignited. It's the coolest of cool. He has a Super Bowl appearance. He had the Eagles on the ropes last year in Philadelphia in the first round of playoffs. They're chilling. He's chilling. This defense was banged up. They were torched with injuries this year. There's, I don't even know how his name made his way on the list, honestly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Dan Quinn's getting the axe. Yeah, he's signed till 2022, but... I do think that it might get warm if they end the year like five and eleven, which is not 
out of question. I don't even think it's warm at that point either. I think he's chilling. You think boss he gets a pass because of all these injuries that they've suffered? They not I mean, not even like defensively, dude. They lose Freeman. They lost both of their interior guards. And, you know, it's a lot of injuries, man. Yeah, I think he gets a pass 100% just because he's had prior success there. He's still, yeah. like, relatively new there, too. Like, he hasn't been there for that long. Yeah, he's been there four years. Yeah, so. Joe Hot. Uh, Another ball guy in, on the nah, list. You know I can't. Stone Cold? He looks like Stone Cold. I, I no? Yeah, but he looks, like, he looks like a skinny Stone Cold. I need some girth. Yeah, he's <laughs> a beer drink. I need some. I need some. Uh, Get him some beers. Yo, fun fact: I there's something to... Nazi looking about him too. Nazi looking. Yeah, like a neo-Nazi sort of. Damn, that's. I think a... it's the goat. He has a goat, right? He has the goat. He has a bald head. Yeah. What, I don't... Do, you, what do you got? A, you got a problem with people with goats and bald heads? Looking right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I got a beard to connect. Tim, you also aren't. Tim about to go full. You are no, no beard. Yeah, but Nazis are way whiter than you. You're like a that's Mediterranean true. tan. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> uh. Nick, I'll let you start this one off. Pat Shermer. Uh, huh, huh, huh. You want me to start now? Huh. Um, yo, I don't know, man. Like, he's not going to get fired. The Giants don't operate that way. Um, you know, they did. They brought in. They, they did it the right way. Like, the way the Giants did it is they hired the GM. The GM hired the coach. Now I think the coach needs the quarterback. You know, you inherit Eli Manning because you have to. Um. With that being said, a lot of dumb, dumb coaching decisions. Like, the Barkley thing, it's been beat into the ground. We don't need to bring that up again. But, you know, situations where you're in no, uh, you know, that like no man's land that they say where it's like it's too close to punt, but too too far to do a field goal. He does one or the other instead of going for it on like fourth and ones and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I think this is a guy who he's going to get another year. But me personally, I'm not happy. You don't want Pat Shermer? Nah, man. I mean, like, dude, this is a guy who's... All right, granted, he was with the Browns, but I think he won one game with them. Like, this isn't... I just feel like certain people have the MO of a coordinator, and Pat Shermer would be that kind of guy, where he he's better suited being a coordinator for you. Mm. I'm cool with Shermer getting uh, more time. It's his first year, you know. Obviously, there was some issues with the team prior that they were coaching vacancy, so he's not inheriting the best situation. Um, it's been a rocky season. You, they, people thought the Giants would compete for the division. It hasn't worked out that way. Um, Eli seems over the hill. The O-line issues are still there. Um, maybe the play calling, sure. Like The play calling isn't what you want to see. You want to see Saquon getting the ball more, giving how special of a talent you know he is, and you took him second overall, so he should be getting the ball more. But I think in recent weeks, you're starting to see like – the offense come together, except for obviously last week there were some issues. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not willing to fire the man yet after one year. Um, he still has time. Like Nick said, he, he if he wants to make the change at quarterback, either this draft or next draft, he should be set up. Because if they if they don't get one this year, I'm sure they'll struggle again next year if they keep that same uh, offensive unit intact. Pat Shermer was a victim of Eli Manning this year. I mean, it's pretty much that simple. Uh, I would so give him another chance. I would love him. I would no, not hot. I would love it. <laughs> I would love it if he was the Jets head coach. I think that he's the perfect guy to kind of like groom a quarterback. The problem is that the quarterback that he's grooming is an old dog, and you can't teach old dog new tricks. So you're grooming him, sure. But there's no more to groom. That man is an old dog. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Joe. 
Oh, I'm not a fan of Shermer. Nah. No, no, I'm saying. Oh, no, nah, he's not your type. No, nah, he's not my type. Not. Mm. Nah. I'm, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. He's very like a uh, old Irish guy at the pub looking yeah. guy. Yeah, there was a couple of no's in a row, but we're about to get a yes right now. I feel like you definitely like <laughs> hang out with Pat Shermer though. Like you definitely drink Why? some beers. With him. I don't know. Was, I drink beers with anyone in the NFL. Just because it's Tim's description, like he's definitely the guy you see at the bar, like yeah. just drinking beers. Like I, you could walk in on Pat Shermer at the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. Drinking a Guinness. I tell you who I wouldn't hang out with, but he's hot. John Harbaugh of the Ravens. Doesn't seem like he's a fun guy to hang out with at all. <laughs> that's that's what I said. Didn't I say that? Yeah. yeah or you did, did I fuck that up? Oh you yeah, I'm agreeing with though. you. Yeah, yeah. I just I you know. You're just not used to that. No, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Smoke show. Yeah. Better looking than his brother. Uh I don't know. Look the same to me. His uh, brother's definitely more crazy and personable. I, I feel like his brother he, he looks like John Harbaugh, except if someone like shuffled his face around. <laughs> And now, like, his eyes aren't in the exact right place. A deranged John Harbaugh. Like a, like a shuffled. John Harbaugh, fired. Seat is hot or what? Nah. I mean, nah. Definitely no. I mean, this is a guy that's been with your franchise for a long time. Now, they haven't made the playoffs in three years. So, that's something of a concern. But you also, you haven't given him any weapons. Again, there's another personnel thing. Like, let's see what happens with Lamar Jackson. If they can make the playoffs this year, he's, he's safe. Mm. Let's see what happens. I'm going to go hot. Just because there's also like different things behind, out of his control. Like Ozzie Newsom's done. Uh, he said before this year that this was his last year as the GM. He's been there for a long time, so it could be one of those GM coach, you know, quarterback combos where they have that quarterback. That was one of his like could be one of his lasting imprints. Ozzie Newsom is Lamar Jackson um, as his first last first round pick. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hot, and I'm gonna go. They're gonna bring in a new GM, new coach to bring in the Lamar Jackson era. That's interesting. I like uh, that. I didn't think about that. That does make yeah, me, me rethink either. my answer. Yeah, Ozzy, uh, Harbaugh, and uh, Flacco all like kind of came in together. So, I I mean, look, yeah, three years in a row not making the playoffs. Uh, it, it depends now. Look, they've won two games in a row. They they're favored this week too. So, if you go by Vegas, they should win this week. Um, I think Lamar Jackson might do something similar to Tim Tebow where everyone's going to be so fascinated by him and then if they could sneak into the playoffs and make some noise, it'd be hard to fire him. Yeah. Um, and he's a hot for Joe, so he's got that going for <laughs> And him. he's a hot for Joe, yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve Wilkes, Cardinals. So this is a tough one because you had a special guy. Special guy. Special, special coach before him. So whatever he's got big shoes to fill, and Steve Wilkes got little tiny feet, and <laughs> <laughs> maybe he could the feet can grow into that. But you go from a prolific offensive coach that put up gaudy numbers, and to a defensive guy who, you know, the offense is stagnant. He hired Mike McCoy, who ended up being terrible. Now with Byron Leftwich, the offense has been a little better, but you got a rookie mm. quarterback. I'm. It's his first year, so I'm giving him another chance if I'm Arizona. But it's kind of it's, it's. He's very similar to Todd Bowles, where you're gonna get another chance. But if you can't come in and fix the team, especially to suit your specialty, then I gotta get you the fuck out of here uh, because you're not an offensive guy, and the offense is not gonna score enough points to save you from being lackluster on defense. So I'm gonna say uh, cold, but again. They're putting the bricks underneath the, you know, the, the light starters, all that shit. 
It's like to when get the sun goes hot. down, it's like, you know, right. start gathering the wood. Right, right, right. So let's, let's gather some wood, put it under that seat. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go cool. His, his seat is cool. This is his first year. He came in together with Rosen, so I think we got to give that relationship some time to blossom. Larry Fitz is done after this year, so I feel like they're going to go through a whole new rebuild. Uh, they might get rid of Chan Jones. Who knows? Who knows if Patrick Peterson, there were rumors for him at the deadline that he was going to go. So if you want to, you know, completely redo this thing then maybe they're like all right maybe we made a mistake and wilkes isn't the guy but for now i think it'll be wilkes leading the rebuild with rosen i mean ever since they fired mccoy like to mention the the offense has been a lot better and it still sucks so it goes yeah. to tell you how bad it was <laughs> with mccoy um yeah look he's not gonna get fired but i think that his seat is warm if they come out to like a one and five start again next year then I think it might be some shit where if they have a bye week, they fire him midseason. Because I don't know, I questioned the hire when it first happened. Um, yeah, th- I think this team is going to decide to maybe go younger at some premium positions and then just build that way now that they got their quarterback. So, yeah, I'm going with, uh, I think it's a little warm for him, though. Joey? Um, I don't know. He kind of looks Denzelish, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, he's got a Denzel like vibe. Denzel's dad. Yeah, like Den, like the, uh, like Denzel's brother. Yeah, like the uglier version. You know what I mean? He looks like he could throw a good spiral. You know what I mean? He's got like a good yeah. He looks like hot he could, or not hot? I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, he athletic, looks like he could, You know what I'm saying? Still I gotta look up how old he is. He looks like if there was a run, <laughs> if there was a runaway train. You could count on him to make the train stop. Steve Wilkes, 49. Oh, not not for 49. I'm sorry. I thought he was well into his no 50s. No wrinkles, though? Like, I dude, he he's well, smoky. I thought he was... Actually, oh, wait a minute. Good shape. <laughs> <Kinda> <laughs> he's like in good this. shape, you kinda, know what I'm saying? kind of like this. kind of liking this. Uh, he's, he was a little chunky in, in Carolina here. I don't know how I feel. Uh, he's he's not in Carolina anymore. He kind of looks like Jameis Winston. <laughs> he does <laughs> Like Gray hair Jameis. Yeah, I'll take it. He's you hot. Got, got the salt and pepper look going to a little bit. All right. And now for the final coach on our list. It's going to be the toughest decision for you, I think, Joe. Jason Garrett. This is one of the easiest decisions ever. <laughs> this, this guy is not hot at all. But he's good looking. No, he's not. He's got a nice face. Nope. I think Joe doesn't appreciate the red hair. He has a is. pleasant face. He does not. He just has no swag whatsoever. Dude, this guy looks like an alien. His eyes are always ah, fucking wide harsh, as hell. Harsh. His eyes are always just like this. Like, he's shocked. I think he's good looking. Shocked he still has a job. Does <laughs> anyone else? I mean, yeah he's, yeah, he's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat. I don't um, think he's on the hot seat. Really? Ooh, I don't think why so. Why don't you start us off then? I mean, they're 6-5. and five. They're going in the right direction. And I just see this, like, Jerry Jones, like, Jason Gary dynamic. It's why he got the job in the first place. He was always heavily favored when he was within the organization. And I don't know. There's He went from quarterback to on the coaching staff to head coach. So they obviously have some connect there. It seems like a strong connect. He's shot. Jerry Jones is shot down, and he's you know very outspoken, and he'll say whatever he wants. He's shot down the rumors of him being on the hot seat. So I think he's here to stay, especially if they make a little push for this division, which they're in good position to do so. We're obviously recording Thursday before the Thursday night football game. If they win this game against the Saints, they're really in good shape. Yeah, he's safe because this is obviously the toughest game on their schedule. So yeah, and he'd be definitely safe at seven and five. Um, in in the lead to win the division. Here, I'm going to go safe. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna go, the stove is ignited, though. It's on like, you know when you have on Sundays when you, you got preheat. When you cook the meatballs on Sundays and they're cooked and you just like keep the stove on like yeah. a little bit to keep them warm. Keep like, them warm. 
one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You see, you, know, you got to keep them honest. Six the warm setting. One. You know what I'm saying? So here's what I'll say. For all the reasons you said he's safe, are those are the reasons why I'm going to say he's not safe. Because Jerry Jones went out there, he traded a first-round pick. Right? So Jason Garrett must have been in his head. Like, we need a one, number one receiver. Jason, Jason, uh, not Jason, Jerry Jones got his Alabama guy, uh, Amari Cooper, traded a first-round pick to get him. Now they're on a little bit of a roll. If they shit the bed and lose it, who's to blame? Jason Garrett is because they got a good defense the first time. I bet you Jerry is sick because if he had, if they had this defense two years they do ago, have a squad on defense. This is this is a championship type team. If they had this defense two years ago, but they don't, and they have to redo that whole situation. And hey, there's a lot of decisions to be made in this all season. Demarcus Lawrence is a free agent. Uh, Dak Prescott's a free agent. Mark Cooper's a free agent. Right? These are big players. I think Sean Lee might be on his last year of his deal. The, the, uh, don't quote me on that, though. I, I'm, I'm not sure. So, look, if you don't make it and you have all these decisions to make, ah, you got to go with someone that's going to be a Super Bowl guy. Like, you got to try and coax Bruce Arians out of retirement Gosh. or something. I'm telling, like you got to go with a champion. Like you got to try and like get Bill Cowher to coach something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're, if you're the Cowboys, you gotta, you gotta Bill make a, you gotta make a move like that. <laughs> you gotta make a move for a champion, someone that knows how to win championships. Dude, Bill Cowher has he? I, I think it's he's he hasn't coached even longer than uh, right. John Gruden. Let's not get into. I, I, I'm just thinking of guys who have won championships that are available yeah. off the top of my head. I mean, I, that's. I'm not saying they should hire Bill Bill Cower. I'm just saying like gotcha. you need to find Arians? someone with a championship pedigree to come Arians. In. Yo, Arians has said that the only job he'd come back for is yeah. is yeah. the Browns. Yeah. That'd be fire, good, bro. Baker, that Baker would be good. super fire. Yo, be good. Baker looks good. Yo, he's a, I he's hope a the Baker truther. I can't wait until the Browns are a good team, and I could just piss on Tim's foot. Thank Why? you. Because Good. you 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 throw them in the ground. It's the Browns. You t- like last week is like, oh, unless the Browns brown this up. I'm like, you still use this as an adjective. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, verb? yeah. Well, I I also bet on them to win. Yeah, but you're so right. what are you saying? You were rooting against them. You yeah, they, no, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. You no, I <laughs> They were up four. They were they were up two touchdowns and they were getting three and a half. It was like a minute, a minute and forty and left, left, and he's like, yo, oh, I don't know. The Browns can fuck this up. Now I started saying that before there was a minute left. Stop it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, uh, as far as Jason Garrett goes, uh, only two playoff appearances, one postseason victory uh, during his time with the Cowboys. Should have been two. This is... Uh, did he catch it? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I think that it's you know, it's crazy how the league works, dude, because just three weeks ago, we're like, yo, get him out, fired, get rid of him. And now they've rattled off three straight wins in a row. Ever since they got Amari Cooper, it's really changed the dynamic of this offense. And yeah, man, it's like what Boss said. They're, this is their only tough game. Even if they drop this, there's a roadmap to 10 wins, which I think would be enough to bring them back for another year. And then the fun starts. Dun, 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 dun. I'm so, I'm so telling you that Jerry Jones' age is going to play a role in this as well because he's going to croak soon. Sure, no, he's not. He like, so I much that, money that he's not going look, to. Look, I say that. Look, if, the if wealth Bill Gates, if, I mean, if not Bill Gates, if uh, what's the dude from Apple? Mr. Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs can die of cancer. Anyone can. All right. So, if, look, Jerry's getting old. He's getting up there in age. He wants to see a championship before he croaks. And I, you know what? I don't, I don't want to use the word croak because respect to Jerry Jones. I don't want him to die. He seems like a good guy. But he's going to soon. We all are. And he's a little closer to the end than we are, hopefully, because of age and everything. So, you know, 
Got to get a champion in there. Noted. Jerry Jones will die soon. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's like he's like ninety. No, nah, I know. Nah, no way. How old is Jerry Jones? Can Bro, you look that up? He around pretty well. I don't think he's He probably he's stays young. Seven. Dude, he's old as fuck. He's like old as dirt. He is 76. Oh, he's not that old. He actually looks in his 90s, to be honest. Yeah. But that's oh. probably from all the cocaine and like cowgirls <laughs> he's smashing all over the place. You know what? Yeah. I take that back. Maybe I think the cowgirls are keeping him fresh. Hell yeah. All right. This guy's been beat up from all the uh, He looks five cool some specs on, though. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Some specs no, on right. him. He looks a little younger. You're right. Yeah. I take that back. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. You guys uh, want to get to spitball here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> starting with around Europe we go. Nicholas. Nick. Yeah, I didn't hear a word you said. Oh. Well, so. <laughs> I said I said starting with around Europe we go. Oh, Champions League. Uh, some notable score lines. Um, Atletico Madrid and Borussia Dortmund. My boy Pulisic. They've made it through their Group A. Uh, Barcelona as well. The craziest group is Napoli, PSG, and Liverpool. Two of the favorites coming into the tournament, PSG and Liverpool. It's going to come down to that last game. And PSG got a tough draw against Napoli. So it's going to be interesting. And shout out to these morons, AEK Athens. Uh, They're my favorite soccer team in the world. And these idiots were throwing patrol bombs at Ajax fans in Greece. And it's just so dumb. There's such morons. Uh, I hate them for that. Like, dude, Europe and, I mean, even South America, we'll get to that in a little bit. It's the hooliganism is crazy, man. So just be safe out there. Yeah. Uh, still hacking. Yesterday, uh, no, I'm sorry, Tuesday was the AAF draft. Remember the AAF, uh, the American Alliance of Football, I believe that it's called, is going to be starting after the Super Bowl ends. It's going to be a new football league uh, started by Bill Polian. And on Tuesday, they had a QB draft. And there are some familiar names among some of the draft picks. The first overall pick was Josh Johnson, who is now a member of the San Diego Fleet. Um, Christian Hackenberg, the still Hacken, the former second-round pick of the Jets, went in the second round. Aaron Murray, a uh, former George of Georgia fame, went to the Atlanta Legends. I thought that was a tennis player for a second. <laughs> nah, I remember Aaron Murray? Bro, he was on those Todd Gurley teams. The yeah. 12? I was thinking Andy yep. Murray, though. No, I'm saying No, I remember Aaron, Aaron Murray. Right, yeah. Did, and, did anyone catch the name of that team? The Atlanta Legends? That's hilarious. If we don't all have a Legends jersey, like if we, we got to put a Legends Word. jersey right here on the wall. Yo, I'm yeah, looking them up right now. I'm yeah, them we got to get that Atlanta Legends Joey, jersey relax. on the wall. Like, make it happen. Word. I, I think I think he's right. And the other quarterbacks that got taken: Matt Sims, Scott Tolzien, Zach Muttenberger. Scott Tolzien. Uh, Zach Muttenberger, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mettenberger, excuse me. Oh, Zach LSU, Muttenberger. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is Zach. He was at Tennessee from, for a little while. Titans started some games. Yeah, there you go. Um, some. Familiar names as the coaches as well. The Atlanta Legends have Brad Childress as their coach. Um, Mike Singletary is the Memphis Express head coach. Steve Spurrier is the Orlando Apollos head coach. Steve Spurrier still coaching. Dennis Erickson so. is the Salt Lake Stallions head coach. And get this one, guys. I bet you never thought you were going to hear this name again. The head coach of the San Diego Fleet, Mike Martz. Of, wow! Yes, of the greatest show on turf in the 2000s, he was the offensive Yo. coordinator and then became the Lions head coach and fizzled out. So Mike Martz back in football, amazing ahead of his time. Mike Martz. I will say before we move on, the Atlanta Legends, 
Not a bad logo. Fire jersey. Purple and gold. Purple and gold. Oh. Might might have to cop. Might be a, might be a mic cop. Um, <laughs> gone gambling. Josh Donaldson took a one year deal signed with the the Braves. Kind of odd, you know. He thought he'd hold out for a multi year deal, but you know he says he'll be all right. I know they asked him how he think he'd handle NL pitching, and he's like, "Yo, go, same cocky Josh Donaldson." He's like, "Go look at my NL numbers. See how they compare. I'll be all right." He's a classic prove it contract. You don't really see those in baseball. So let's see if it works out for yeah. Josh. I just didn't think he'd do that too because he was an MVP caliber player. Sucks, man. And that got derailed with injuries last year, and now he's resorted to taking a one year deal. Although the NL, the Braves won the NL East last year, so they should be competitive again. And sucks that's for me. a huge piece to add. Yeah, it sucks for you, Tim. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're sucky ass Mets. Yeah. Uh, heavyweight battle. Uh, this weekend, a massive showdown in the heavyweight division in boxing. Uh, the world loves their heavyweights. It's Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury. Tyson Ooh. Fury is the slight underdog, plus 145. Wilder's the heavy favorite. And there's been a lot of back and forth between the two of them. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, these heavyweight bouts usually end in a knockout. And it should be fun, man. And Wilder, they're setting up for a monster payday if he could get through this to fight Joshua. So... I'm excited for this one. That's the fight everyone wants to see. Shout out to Joshua. Joshua. Uh, December of dedication. So, I said December of dedication on this? I don't know. I'm calling it dedication December. So, here are the rules. So, so we just we just fast. No excuse. November. Thank you for everyone that joined. And we are starting a new one starting this Saturday, December, December 1st. 1st baby. Uh, here are the rules. Number one, intermittent fasting. All right, consult your doctor if you have to, but you don't really need to. Don't actually don't quote consult him your doctor. <laughs> um, Thirteen hours is good for your circadian rhythm, which means like your body gets back into how it's supposed to be working. Um, number two, gym four times a day. Every one of those days, at least twenty minutes cardio. You just said four times That's a day. Right. That's a lot of gym. <laughs> Yo, four see? times a week. See? My bad. See four times a week, and every time cardio. And the way that you're gonna do this is you're Crushing gonna take this over. You're gonna take gym selfies, bro. All right, bro. Gym selfies, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, dick, bro. Absolutely. All right, bro. All right, cuz. All right. Gym selfies. And number three, we're going to eat healthy. We're going to try at least. Mm. Uh, eating healthy is not as important as No Excuse November. That was like a detox period. But you got to eat healthy um, to make the, the things count. And that's it. Those three are the three things that we're doing for Dedication December. This one is more of a gym because I hurt my back during No Excuse November. So the four days a week working out. Soft. I know, I know. <laughs> Yo, my old, back was in old. Honestly, you want to hear the oldest thing ever? My back got hurt. I had to go to the chiropractor twice and acupuncture twice. Good lord! And then I had to go to physical therapy three Tim times. Is an old Get ass together, man. bro. I know, right? Mad old. Uh, still playing on Saturdays though. Still playing Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Sunday. Playing Sunday. in the playing in the casino semifinals on Sunday against a team, the number one seed with the number four seed, about to take home that shit, baby. Worst okay, to first. Okay, okay. Uh, the Sabres, who were picking number one overall in, uh, what was it, in the summer, they took all, they were all in for Dahlin, uh, took Rasmus Dahlin first overall. Now they've won 10 in a row. They added Jeff Skinner, who's almost a 20 goal scorer already before December. Um, so yeah, they're rolling. They're the best team in hockey right now, and they're the best team in New York, which is kind of weird because they were bad for a little while. Um, but yeah, the Buffalo Sabres are hot. Austin Matthews is back in Toronto. They're right up there with the Sabres. And, yeah, hockey is in full swing. So let's get it. 
All right. Um, now that we got through spitball, we can get to the games of the week and then our picks. So NFL time here. First game we have on the slate, Browns at Texans. Browns are getting hot here. Two in a row? Hey, Ten? you know who's really hot, though? The Texans. All right. Mm. The, I, the Browns will be the Browns, you know? Yes, the Browns will look, be the Browns. Look, look, look. Baker's going to have to go crazy in this game. And I don't know. Baker's never seen a, off- a defensive line like this. He's never had to face a clowny um, J.J. Watt combo before. And on the defensive end, the Browns' defense quietly hasn't been nearly as good as it was in the beginning of the year because the offensive kind of masked that. So I don't know. I, I just, for me, I kind of just see a Texans blowout coming here. Like, and when I, like a two-touchdown kind of victory for the Texans. God bless you, Joe. Jesus. Bless you. Uh, yeah, the, the Browns' defense hasn't been all that good this year. Um, I kind of want to see Denzel Ward on D-Hop. Just like, you know, coming of age type thing. Like, this is probably the best receiver in football. Yo, he made that catch at the end of the first half on the sideline on Monday night. And I was like, dude, how the hell did he reel that in? Anyway, I like, I'm like. i interested in that matchup. I also want to see Lamar Miller um, and Alfred Blue, who they seem to alternate, you know, series uh, against his rushing defense. I think it'll be a, an easy day for Deshaun Watson in, in terms of he'll have a lot of help again from his running game. So, I think that... The Texans will win. I like what Baker and the Browns are doing, though. They won on the road for the first time in a long time last week. They've strung together two wins in a row. Uh, things are going, you know, on the up and up for them. But they still have no head coach, and, you know, they're still in flux while the Texans are pushing for a division title. And maybe a first-round bye. I don't know if all things go right. But they have a lot to play for while the Browns really are just playing for pride at this point and for development. So I'm going to go Houston with the, covering the spread, too. Oh, I'm – this is this is exactly the Texans team that I envisioned when I predicted they would be a Super Bowl threat. Um, yo, Deshaun Watson, only one other player has accounted for more offensive touchdowns in their first 18 games as a starter in NFL history. Let's not forget how heavily excited we were when this guy was the quarterback last year for this team and we always said man that all they need is a quarterback and this team would be a legit threat and they got one first time in nfl history a team started off the season zero and three and they rattled off eight straight wins i think they make it nine there's actually a roadmap that they don't lose another game the rest of the year fellas 13 and three is a legitimate possibility for them and like boss said there's a chance that they can Maybe host a playoff game, and no one would be hornier than me. <laughs> no one would be hornier than me. Uh, so it's you're holding on to that ticket, then, huh? You haven't thrown it out yet. Oh no! You listen. Uh, there's one thing you gotta learn. You never throw out your ticket until it's over. Over. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. Yo. What? Nah, it's just tickets, and it gives me anxiety. <laughs> It gives me headaches. <laughs> Boss just grabbed his head and he's like shaking his head. Yo, Game yo, we were we were we were at the sports book for the Monday night football game between the the Chiefs and the the Rams, and it's seventeen total points in the first quarter. And our buddy Ahmed is like, "Well, this ticket's done." We're like, "Slow down, yeah, slow yeah. down." Could you imagine they they forty points more than the over they put up? Yeah. Wait until it ends before Yo, when, you rip up tickets. I had Brandon Cooks over 82 and a half yards. He went back to the locker room with Krebs after like missing on a big play down the sideline. <laughs> I don't think I said one word till he came back and like covered the over. I was like, all right. I was like, all right. <laughs> we good. We good. But yeah. I yeah. Can't. I want to I say one last thing about the Texans. Uh, this guy is not going to get 
like he's not gonna get talked up for rookie of the year, but this dude Justin Reed is a stud back there and he's really changed this secondary. Him and Honey Badger have been balling out. Honey Badger having a quiet year too. Uh quiet like it, it's flying under the radar just how good he's been. My big issue with them is their secondary as far as the cornerbacks are really, really slow. So that could be a concern going forward, but I think they take care of business this week. Justin Reed is also the brother of Eric Reed, by the way. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a little, little bro. I wonder if he's taking a little bro bowling. No, he's not. Uh, all right, cool. Next game, Vikings at Patriots. This one's interesting. Yo, Diggs is on the injury report? Yeah, he is. Interesting. He's you good, know? though. He's good, too. Uh, yeah. as of Nick got all the couple. answers. <laughs> I'm playing on a bye this he week. I hope he's fucking this good. Week. Playing for a bye, bro. I need to get that bye. I need him to sit out. So, you know, Diggs. Dude, I am life, playing for my life this week. Me you got too. Diggs? No, I got I'm fucking problems, bro. I got I got fucking implications Yo, and shit. There's a lot of tension. I'm surprised Tim hasn't spotted it yet. Like, I need Joey to lose. <laughs> I need Nick to lose. I need myself to win. I need them two to lose, and I need to win. Yeah. No, well, you just need Nick to lose because you're ahead of me. I, you, don't, you don't. Oh, yeah. That's I'm right. like an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, I, I win. I'm in, and I have the tiebreaker over all three teams that could face me. Yo, Joey, how many points did I beat you by? I don't know. How many points did I beat you by? Oh, two points. How about me? Yeah. yeah you guys go head to head. How about me? How about not- me? I don't know. Point You're, two. You remember that. Oh, one. oh, you beat me by point two, yeah. Your tiebreaker is head to head. And then points four. And then points four? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. How's that whack? If I points beat you four, twice, bro. you shouldn't be in, in the playoffs. I me. disagree. Who who scored the most? Who had the best team? Nah. Nah, head to head is the wave, bro. Nah. Best team best team is the team that scores the most points. So then beat me head team. to head. Tim, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, bro. Tim, I'm with you. No, what if uh, I was... Of course you would have. It's all bad. I'm third in the league in points for Suck me. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. You're going to lose this week anyway. How are you guys doing in the San Diego <laughs> Studios League? Oh, oh, I'm dominating that one. Oh, I forgot. I'm in the playoffs, dog. What's up? I mean, I'm the second seed, so I'm, I'm not going to have to face you in the first round. I'll, I'll see you in the second round. My team is so bad. Lounging on the That beaches. might be the worst team I've ever had ever in my life. Nah, definitely in the in the best damn league. Don't you have a really, really, really bad team in there? No, because that team, I made some moves, and it's not as bad as it is. Okay. But, like, that team's really fucking bad. What were we talking about? I don't know. But anyway, uh, Diggs, so yeah, once you start I, I yeah, on fantasy, it's over. It's I'm rooting for Diggs to be as healthy as possible for the home stretch. So I think sitting one week would help me, you know, this nah, week. No, 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 no. All right, all right. So anyway. All right, a bit of a shot. Vikings and Patriots. You need them against the Vikings. I yes, mean, the Patriots, they, that's they for do, sure. They do, they do. Now, here's the thing about the Patriots. Are they the team that beat up on the Jets? Or are they the team that got smacked by the Titans? Or are they somewhere in between? Um, Tom Brady, his decline is becoming evident. Um, he leads the league in uh, inaccurate passes uh, this year, which is a very, very, very surprising stat, especially for a guy like Tom Brady. Now, does that translate in this game? I, I think it's hard to tell. The fact that they're in Gillette is a giant, um, you know, a giant advantage for them, especially playing a dome team. Um, Kirk Cousins has to be as good as he was last week against Green Bay. I don't know if he can. I think the Patriots roll in this one. I think they they win, uh, you know, comfortably. I don't know if they cover the whole six and a half point spread, but I think they win comfortably. Um, I think that the Vikings are an overrated team, and I think they ha- are picking the wrong time to get hot. Now they needed wins early in the season when they're facing uh, easier opponents. Uh, so I don't know. I, I like I like the Patriots in this one, but I would not be surprised to see the Vikings come out on top. They need to. They need to get pressure. Everson Griffin, Griffin got to be in that backfield because that's how you beat Tom Brady. 
Yeah, they're also riding high. Like that was a big head-to-head win over the, the Packers last week. Kind of, you know, one where you, if the Packers won that game, you'd be like, ah, right, the Packers kind of ahead of the Vikings in terms right. of playoff scene. But Vikings took care of business at home. Um, they're pretty stout against the run, so that might lead for troubles for the Patriots. Um, I know Michelle is back healthy. They get Burkhead back this week. If he, we'll see how he gets uh, involved in the game plan. But them, him, them two, and James White. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can get anything going because I think they'll need to to allow Brady to sit in the pocket for a little bit given they do have Everson Griffin, Sheldon Richardson, and that that big, uh, I think Hankins, Hankins too. So they have a top pass rush too. And I don't know, we got Gronk back last week for the Patriots and he was targeted downfield a couple times, scored that big touchdown. Um, so that's also big for Brady. But yeah, so I think the, the Pats will cruise here. I think they cover the spread, too, at home. It's cold, man. It's cold. The, the Vikings, I know they're from Minnesota, but they're indoors most of the time. They're playing indoors. They're practicing indoors. I think it's going to be a tough road trip in late late November. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be gorgeous on the East Coast on Sunday, though. Oh, so then they, they might help. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be in the 60s. It's oh, crazy. Geez. Dude, I can't. I I'm not look so happy that my playoff game on Sunday is, is going to be in the 60s. So you, know, you guys mentioned something about getting pressure on Tom Brady. Uh, something interesting as I was doing research for this, he's 13-0 and 0 in the last five years when he's not sacked. Hmm. And they bring one of the more ferocious pass rushes in the NFL, especially ever since they got Griffin back from his little hiatus. Uh, my big concern here is who's going to guard these weapons for the Minnesota Vikings? Because now hmm. Dalvin Cook is inserted into the picture. And this is the Dalvin Cook that I expected coming into the year like I was super high on him in fantasy I thought he added a different dynamic to this offense too because he didn't play last year and I always went back to that usage rate that he had similar to Le'Veon Bell prior to him tearing his ACL against the Lions so it's gonna come down to Kirk Cousins like Kirk Cousins it's it's dope when you know um a guy like Ryan Tannehill or a guy like um Joe Flacco is on the other side of the field, but when it's a big boy like Tom Brady, and I know he's he hasn't had a crazy season, Brady, his splits with Gronk on the field are just so significant that you need to factor that in too. Oh, I just want to correct myself. I said Jonathan Hankins. I met Linval Joseph. I'm thinking of got my Giants mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Linval Joseph has been fantastic. Past Giants. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Hunter too. I don't know if you mentioned him. That Yo, dude he is, is a Hunter, beast. Yeah. yeah, he's a beast. Yo, Isn't his crazy, name like son? Daniel, 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 Daniel. Yeah, Isn't it Daniel. It, yeah. It's spelled Daniel. So it's spelled Daniel. But, but I think it's, it's Daniel. Yeah, it's like Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. I tell you what, no one called that kid Daniel growing up. Uh, no way. I, or maybe he they did, and that's why he's a football player. Maybe. No, he's gigantic, dude. That's what I'm saying. But yo, Danielle, literally will put you <laughs> in my pocket if you say that again. I could see myself being a teacher and being like, uh, Danielle? Yeah, and then just getting like, fucked be up. like, here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here. Uh, all right, cool. Final it's game. Danielle. <laughs> Final game we have here is the Chargers at the Steelers. No Melvin Gordon. Which no sucks, Mel bro. Which no sucks Mel because but this is the type of matchup you're trying to own, see. We got, we got, that's their we, own doing. That's their own fault, these morons. Yeah, that's true. We got we I'm got Eckler, so, though. I'm, I'm so fed up with that, yo. Last two weeks, they've done everything in their power to make that ticket that I have on them go down the drain. First, they lose to the Broncos at home as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, a game that Anthony Lynn, once again, is a legend. He let that game go with terrible terrible coaching decisions and then 
Melvin Gordon, like, dude, you're a double-digit favorite against the Cardinals, man. You didn't need Melvin Gordon, and he told you that he was hobbled, and he forced you into playing him. And now it's, you know, it's going to be the Austin Eckler show back there, which I like him, but I don't know. I'm just upset with the Chargers organization. Tim, they both coming off losses to the well, not coming off, but they both lost to the Broncos. Their last loss. Sure. Um, for me, this is a Chargers prove it game. Uh, this is more important than the Ste- for the Steelers. If you're the Chargers, you can go out and beat a team like the Steelers on the road, who have been a perennial powerhouse AFC team, and you've kind of been on the outskirts looking in, like almost, almost good enough to be there, right? The injuries are piling up. We talk a lot. I talk a lot about culture. We talk a lot about culture. In the past, the Chargers shit the bed when this happens. Uh, the adversity starts piling up, and they crumble underneath it. If you want to prove that you're a different team this year, you got to go and take care of business without your star running back on the road against one of the best teams in the AFC, period. You got to. And until you do that, there should be no reason why anyone believes in you. Period. So I think this is a must win for the Chargers. I think this is uh, one of those games that defines franchises. I think it's that big. I think that this game is going to be one where if the Chargers win, they can hang their hats on this win for years to come because this is where they proved they belong with the big boys and they're here to stay and they're a contender in the AFC. If not, then some people might say same old Chargers. So it's going to be... Interesting to see what's good. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, they're going to need all hands on deck, especially with the Melgo injury. I know Tyrell the Gazelle, as Tim likes to call him, yeah. or the Brodo Bros like to call him, is yeah. banged up. He he was active last week, but he didn't do anything. They're going to need him. Mike Williams, who found the end zone a couple times last week, and Keenan Allen, you know, to be set up big time without Melgo. They're going to be, I think, they're going to be throwing a lot more. I agree. Um, so those three are big. And then I look at the Steelers, and not for nothing, but since Le'Veon Bell has said he's, that, that story's ship has sailed that he's not coming back. James Conner's kind of slowed down. Yeah. It's his first year carrying like this heavy, heavy workload for 16 games. So um, I kind of want to see him get going again. Uh, that'd be nice. I think that's why their offense struggled last week in Denver. It's just like the lack of run game. Um, so that's what I'm really looking at is the health of the wide receivers and the production on the Chargers side. And can the Steelers establish themselves on offense again with the run game. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but there are guys in the league like Fitz who are just better in certain situations. Maybe James Conner's the type of guy who's better with his back against the wall, but now and now that he has the job, he's not as good. He's going to have to prove it because or maybe it could be like, fatigue. It could be fatigue. Like, yo, or it's, maybe it's a long it's season. Of, you don't it's know. Maybe it's lack of motivation. Now this guy's a cancer survivor. I think he was in the military Right, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know about that. So I mean, he's definitely a cancer survivor. So I, I don't, you know, see it in him. But at the same time, hey, if that seat's not hot, do you get the same <laughs> fire in your buns? That's the question. Yo, um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger in his last 15 primetime games, he's 14 and one. Uh, this is not a team that you want to come in sleeping on, especially in Pittsburgh. Uh, I. I think that Pittsburgh, this is going to be a repeat performance, as much as I don't want to say it, of what they did to Carolina on Thursday night football a couple weeks ago. Um, traveling east, going to play the Steelers at home in prime time. It's a, it's a tough spot for the Chargers. But, yo, Tim, you're right, man. They haven't, like, they've played two good teams all year. They've lost to the Chiefs 
and to the Rams, but they haven't really beaten anyone. There's no impressive win on their schedule. Sure, you're you're blowing the doors off these shitty teams, but it's like, where's your signature win? And this could be a signature win for them. Yeah, it's true. Also uh, have a chance at the... Uh, my, my bad. They also have a chance at the division. Like, they're only a game back at the Chiefs, and they'd have the same conference record and division record. And if they if they beat them in Arrowhead, you know there there's a chance where it might be a tiebreaker. I think the tiebreaker after would be points four or something. Oh, I think it's uh, net points. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays off. But massive game for both sides. Mm. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Uh, all right, cool. Before we wrap up the show, let's get to our picks here against the spread. Champions here. One underdog, two, whatever the fuck else. Um, What's the standings look the like? The kid right is twenty three and thirteen. Um, I'm uh, I'm in last. Uh, Tim, you're a game up on me. I went one and two last week. You oh, went two and one. I did. Wait, so how many games up was I on you? I was what fourteen and. 15? See, when you're winning, you remember you or know your record. When you lose, you me tend to forget. Me and Tim were it, both you know fourteen saying? and seventeen. Right. And then I was sixteen and seventeen. So we're tied now. I went on. So 3. now I'm sixteen and eighteen. Wait, did I go on? That's a off record. It's gotta huh? be thirty six games. I'm twenty three and thirteen. Well, I was fourteen and seventeen. No, no, that's not right. We're going right. to have to go no, yo, check yo, that. No, me and you were 14 and 18, Nick. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. No. That's still off. That's not possible. I think we were 14 and 19. Losers is what you are. <laughs> it has to come out to 33 games. That's why. So I think four, right. 14 and here's, 19 here's, I was 4 and 14. I went 10 and 2. That made me 14 and 16. Then I went 0 and 3. That made me 14 and 17. I mean, I'm sorry. 19. 14 and 19. <laughs> that's what he said. Then I went 2 and 1. 16 and 20. Okay. And Nick is 15 and 21. And, no, no. and Nick That's is 15 and 21. And Joe, what are yes. you? I think I'm, I th- I don't know. Of course. I think I, I, so I was 16 and 17. You so you're 16 and 17. So now yeah. 0 and 3. Yo, you're, boss, how many games up are you so on You're everyone? 16 and 20. So me and you were tied, Joe. Like three weeks worth. I forgot who I took last I'm about to clinch this title some weeks early, you know what I'm saying? Please, please clinch. So Joe, me and you were tied, bro. I guess so. I forgot who I took last week, to be honest with you. All right. So you're just, don't worry. Uh, I'm going to call you next rung. Hilarious. On my, on my ascension. I'm coming for you, boss. Uh, yeah, you coming for you, bro. I'm 23 and 13. I'm coming I'm for you. Luxuriously right. living. Nick, yeah, who you, you got? Are. For real, though. Uh, my underdog is Atlanta plus one and a half at home against the Ravens. I'm taking the Texans minus four and a half at home against the Browns. And I'm taking the Colts minus three and a half. Against the Jaguars, I think the Jaguars have packed it in. It's Cody Kessler time, and the Colts have a chance at potentially winning the division. So those are my three picks. Uh oh, me I'm also taking Indianapolis at Jacksonville. I think that they've Night. given up. Uh, <laughs> says the guy below me. Um, number one, Jacksonville. Jacksonville has decided that they are going to fire their offensive coordinator and go with their backup quarterback the on the thing. same week that their starting running back is out. I expect a blowout. Houston minus four and a half versus the Browns. I'm taking them as well. And I am taking as my underdog Arizona plus 14 and a half at Green Bay That's to cover that spread. Um, <laughs> but as you, I'm not taking Baltimore. But if you, guys, if you guys both want, I'm willing to do a side bet. You still owe me from our last bet. Was it five bucks? Yeah, that was, was a crazy it was 10. bet, bro. Wait, I won, though. You did win. Um, I'm willing to go head to head against both of you guys that Baltimore beats Atlanta. Deal. Nick? I want in on that too. Yeah. All right. So 10. Plus one and a half. Both of your 10s to my 20. We're plus one. We're getting a point and a half, though. Yeah, you got, you got, you got your point and a half. 
All right. You fucking take your point and a half. I will take my point and a half. All right, you will. You do take it. I will. I will say Lamar Jackson drop a shit and a half on your face. We'll see Lamar Jackson getting dropped. Yo, Joe, I hope you're... This is the last time you're going to go second, so just uh, prepare Ooh. yourself. Yo, dude, I'm offended by your shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, though, me and Nick have two of the same picks, so there is a chance that by next week you're picking first. Ooh. No, no pressure. Okay. No pressure. So anyway, I have the Falcons also getting one and a half against Ooh. the Ravens. Uh, I'm also taking the Rams. Minus nine and a half at the Lions. Uh, good team. Good dicks. <laughs> uh, also have the Colts. Minus three and a half against the shitbag Jags that can't do anything correctly. No, the Jags are covering this week. Yeah, it has to, they, they have to be. They are, not, they are so nothing. not covering. I, mean, I think Andrew Luck awesome. throws so many touchdowns and the Jags are just like, they've, they packed it up. All right, I'm going to go Denver minus three and a half against Cincy. You guys must not see Jeff Driscoll lining up on the center. AJ Green <laughs> questionable. I don't know what you guys are looking at. AJ Green's going to play. Denver's winning out, like I said, so that don't matter. They're going to cover the points. Uh, Bills plus five and a half. I'm going with the Josh Allen experience. Going down to South Beach. This guy's betting on another. the Bills, and he's calling us. I took the Bills last week, and they covered, so go Let's ahead. Go, keep going. Boys. Keep oh, going. Man. All right. Get the strap. Back to the Bills. <laughs> plus five and a half is my dog. And Panthers uh, lost on them last week. I think they got a rebound sometime, so I'm going to ride them until they rebound. Minus three and a half at Tampa. All right. Well, that is our show. Those are our picks. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you feel real, real, real frisky. Go check out the wrap-up on the Veterans Minimum page and go check out BrotoFantasy.com for anything fantasy. Yay! Uh, Nick? You can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch at DegenerationBet, the Twitter handle for the show. And uh, check out The Jerks, a special episode this week. We compare wrestlers to NBA superstars. So that was pretty fun. Uh, and DeVito27 on Twitter and the ground. Uh, you guys go follow the show uh, on all social media at Veterans Minimum. And uh, you can hit up me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. And that is all. We'll see you next time. You can also find Ball. Find you can also me get in the, the playoffs Patre- next week. Patreon. Also, the Patreon is Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, uh, Patreon goes lives. Uh, to support the show, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Go check that out. We have some stuff that we are uploading soon. Uh, so definitely Patreon. go check that out. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.